Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Cannabis. Today, we are back with Don, who is about one week before the end of our 12-week break, and cannabis break, and we're going to check out what's going on, and um, we're going to talk about how to step out of the cannabis break, which is, for some people, um, the trickiest part, and for, uh, trickiest part, and for some people, the easiest part. So we're going to talk to Don and see how's it going. And uh, let's begin. Hello, Don. Hello. How are you? How's it going? Um, 11 weeks already? Yeah, I'm I know. I know. I can't believe I made it this far. Um, I've surprised myself. But yeah, I'm doing doing well with the program. And um, yeah, I'm kind of curious how things go after, you know, as we as we move as I move out of or transition out of the break, um, and still giving it some thought as if I want to continue a br the, the break, uh, you know, prolong it a little little bit longer, or um, you know, give it a try again. I, I, it's still it's still kind of working that through right now. Yeah. Do you have any cannabis cravings? Um, I have yes, like pretty much throughout this entire time, but it hasn't been a constant or a daily craving. It's been more um, situational, <laughs> I think, yeah. um, where, where you know, there's, it, for me, it's, it's mainly been either, you know, I've talked about having physical pain. That's been a trigger for me of, of craving, causing the craving as cause I've been reliant on that as, as, as a medicine. Um, but also, um, just stress, emotional stress, um, stress from work or life stressors, you know, that's, I've in the past, um, resorted to cannabis as an escape and, and, you know, even just temporarily just to escape the, the overwhelming emotions, it kind of get, you know, it's like taking a little vacation from that and, um, you know, not having that during these times has been, definitely a challenge. Um, I, I, I think I emailed you the other day saying how I've, I've had some trying times lately. And I think I've kind of gone through the whole spectrum of, of issues that I can encounter through these three weeks. Uh, I mean, three months rather, um, which have been, you know, the ultimate, the ultimate test for me, um, because in the past, when I've made these attempts to take the break, usually I cave when something comes up some some kind of issue pops up whether it be the a pain thing or for me i think even more so the pain i've learned to deal with that i found other tools but it's the emotional upsets that have come up that has really been a challenge where cuz it's cuz it my you know when you something happens that your your mind keeps replaying it over and over you know some some kind of event that you feel uneasy about and I, I'm the kind of person, well, I overthink it, I overanalyze things. And it's when I get myself in that loop, it's easy to get out of it. 
if I smoke, you know, it kind of breaks that cycle. And I can then think of other things and give my my mind and my emotions a break for a bit and tap into a different side of myself. And not having that option has been interesting. It's It's been challenging, but it's also allowed me to overcome some of these issues and and find other ways to deal with it and really kind of sit with how I'm feeling and figuring out why do I feel this way? Why is this so upsetting for me? You know, so it so that's what I think is good. It was as hard as it has been, that is actually what I was looking for with this break is to to be able to just learn and decipher things for myself and not um, escaping you know, and forgetting, and then later the things just surface and pop up again because I didn't deal with it when I should have, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely stated at the beginning of all this, that this is what you wanted. And, um, you know, in part to find new solutions to old problems. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I want to say a few things about the process that you had watching it from the outside. And of course, combining it with, uh, the experience I have running the workshops here in Israel, you know, there's dozens of people who are trying to quit, who are sort of passing under my, you know, under my um, uh, supervising eye. And, you know, everyone's different. Everyone's different, Don. Your, uh, your process was, was, was just different. Uh, there's people who struggle just like you did and more. There's people who don't struggle at all. It's been so easy for them and everybody mm-hmm. else envy them, you know, and uh, there's people and, and, you know, sometimes there's like super smokers, like they smoke, you know, like 50 grams a month, you know, and uh, <laughs> with like crazy amounts. And mm-hmm. uh, some people smoke less. Some people are more addicted. Some people are less addictive. And the gravitational pull towards the black hole of dependency is very powerful for some and very Mm -hmm. light for others. And so going back to smoking weed for somebody like you um, might be, might, might, might be different than anybody else. And it's all about the attitude. Mm -hmm. What you've done now is you've proven to yourself that you are not dependent on cannabis. You Mm -hmm. can actually, you have other tools, you're suffering, but you have other tools that you can use at your disposal, even if cannabis is not available. And there is a responsible adult in charge of the medicine cabinet. Now, there are two reasons why Don would want to smoke cannabis going forward. There is the situational place where you want to use cannabis as a medicine. Mm-hmm. And you've been describing it all throughout the break. You've basically prevented yourself from using the medicine, A, because you wanted to find other solutions, mm-hmm. and B, because the inner child in you has proven itself to be unfit to use the medication because it's been abusing it, mm-hmm. using it more than it should. And that's the thing about virtually everybody who, uh, you know, has cannabis dependency. We usually use it as a medicine or just as a fun thing, but usually as a medicine, usually we need it as a medicine mm-hmm. and we deprive ourselves from the right to use it as a medicine because we've abused it. 
And, and so going back to use it as a medicine will be under the control of the adult. Right. And that can be, that can happen on a very, you know, very specific times. And the amount that you'll have to use can be also monitored and moderated. Okay. Now mm -hmm. there's also Dawn, the inner child, which you can choose a different name for her if you want, just to distinguish that might want to smoke cannabis for fun. Now that you've done the break, there's going to be a, you know, situational uh, uh, setting with friends, for example, maybe it's your birthday or maybe it's, um, you know, whatever the equinox, you are actually wrapping up your uh, cannabis break on the equinox. I don't know right. if you celebrate these holidays, but you know, both Christianity, Judaism, they're all based on pagan holidays. Mm -hmm. You know, the church is not going to admit it, but it's true. Right. And, you know, uh, uh, in, in Christianity, it became Easter. In Judaism, it became Passover. Well, Easter came after Passover, but, you know, they all mm -hmm. derived uh, the same place of the equinox, which is essentially the time of rebirth. And it's amazing to me how it all got timed out, whether you planned on it or not. So that you're literally being reborn into the world as a person who you no longer a cannabis smoker, Don. Yeah. You're a non-cannabis smoker that potentially sometimes using cannabis as they cho choose to. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between being a somebody who's I'm, I consume. I'm a cannabis consumer who sometimes takes breaks versus I'm not a cannabis consumer. Right. Sometimes I choose to use cannabis for various purposes, either medicinal or for recreational reasons, but I'm no longer a cannabis user. You might want to go back to being a user and that's okay. It is all up to you. And what you're going to be doing over the next week, which is like, oh, out of 12 weeks, we now shrunk it into one week, but it's okay because the same process that when I run my workshops, they're usually only three weeks, no, four mm -hmm. weeks. And usually in the fourth week, that's exactly what everybody's doing. And in fact, I have a workshop happening right now and you're right in line with them. They're all doing what I'm going to tell you to do right now. They're all doing. Mm -hmm. And here it is. I want you to take the next few days to find out the needs of the inner child and the desires in terms of what, why they want cannabis and when. So you're, imagine you're the adult. Imagine your son comes to you and says, well, mom, I want to, to be eating candy and say, well, you know, uh, you know it, it's a bad example, but you know, I want to be able to you know, uh, uh, do this and that. You know, I don't know, something that's not- Play video games. <laughs> exactly. That, that, that relates with me. <laughs> yes, yes. They play with my video son. Games. Great. Yeah. And so you go to say, well, listen, I want you to tell me all the times when you want to play video games. We have to choose times when it's allowed and times when it's not allowed. Mm -hmm. So he's going to say, well, I want, I, I want to play them every day after school. And then after I do my homework and also um, on Saturdays, I want to be playing all day. I basically want to have that day when you can't tell me when to play and when not to play. Just as an example. And you say, mm -hmm. well, listen. That's all nice and dandy, but it's too much. So first things first, you got to do your homework. So you can't get it before you do your homework. But after you do your homework, 
you can do it for, you know, two hours, blah, 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 whatever, right? So mm -hmm. you, the, the inner adult has their own criteria that they choose. But when you do the inner child, I want you to do it as a writing exercise okay. and literally put yourself in, in this child mode. Do whatever you need to do to put you, something that you've done as a child that you haven't done in a while. For me, it could be as easy as taking a poof and lying on the floor on top of the poof and reading a book. I used to do that a lot when I was a kid. And whenever mm -hmm. I do that, that pressure on my stomach brings that inner child in me. And I can get into that mode. And if I take a pen and paper, I can just write down and write. Let the inner child write what she wants, Don. What does she want? And don't be judgmental. The inner adult is not there. Right. Just writing everything you want. Give it a day and then sit down and write the same thing as the inner adult. What does the inner adult say? The inner adult says, well, listen, first of all, I want to be able to reuse the, this medicine responsibly because, because we've abused it, I had to prevent it from us. And I had to prove it to you, the inner child, that we can do without it. But we don't want to, the point is not to suffer. Cannabis is a powerful tool. The reason we're doing this program, Don, is because we want to be able to allow you, we want to be able to enable you to regain command over this substance. We regain the key to the medicine cabinet. And now you want to be able to use it. Now, here's the trick. That means you have to get closer to the black hole. And the black hole has a freaking unbelievably powerful gravity pull. Because once we smoke cannabis, the ability to see the perspective as you see it now is no longer there. And we have to remember all the reasons and all the perspectives and the feeling that you have, the decisiveness. You have to remember it, even though that the decisiveness is not there. So can you still hear me? Yeah, I oh, hear my, you. My little thing fell down. Oh. <laughs> um, so it's risky. It is risky because we're getting close to that black hole and potentially we're, you know, and so we, 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 we gotta, you gotta be careful, but that's the whole point of the process. The analogy I give in, in these classes I give, I say, oh, listen, you have a kingdom. Imagine you're the king or you're the queen, Don. And one of your, you know, your army commander comes to you and say, your majesty, the queen, somebody has invaded our kingdom and has taken over one of those beautiful hills that are overlooking the ocean. And they're saying, that hill is mine. It no longer belongs to Don. Say, what hill? What are you talking about? Oh, it's the cannabis hill. You're no longer allowed. It's no longer yours. Are you going to let addiction conquer? Are you going to let dependency conquer that hill in your kingdom or you're going to tell the army the head of the army you're going to take down the troops and you're going to go there and you're going to win that hill back i want to be able to go there myself i want to be able to visit that hill it's mine and this is what doesn't resonate with me with the whole aa thing 
Yes, we can get to a point where we say to ourselves, I have an addiction problem. I have this addictive tendency or I have this place in my psyche where I need to not be smoking for a year. But if we say to ourselves, I'm just one of those people who cannot smoke cannabis forever because I have no sense of moderation, then we're basically saying, well, okay, let them have that hill. Well, what are they going to conquer next? Cannabis is not the issue. Moderation is. Mm -hmm. And if moderation is the enemy, they're going to conquer one hill. Tomorrow, they're going to do it with something else. They're going to do it with food. They're going to do it with uh, video games. They're going to do it with whatever. Trust me, it's going to find something to conquer. No, mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to do that. This is what this program is about. And for that, we gotta, we got to get in the battle. We got to bleed a little bit. We got to go near the black hole and we got to do it responsibly and we got to track what's happening and we got to make sure that when we feel that gravitational pull, if we smoked, you know, after a while that we haven't, the beginning, it's, it's fine. Oh yeah, yeah, it's nice. And after, you know, a few weeks, whatever agreement we have between the inner adult and the inner child, and I'll talk about that in a second, whatever agreement that we have between them, you know, suddenly the next day we're like, oh, I have that feeling I want to smoke again. Is it medicinal? Is it not? We start giving ourselves excuses right there to catch and say, whoa, it's pulling me. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I'm just noticing it. That means, whoa, I got to extend that time where I access the medicine cabinet. This is very specific day-to-day um, -day noticing what is happening noticing what is happening. Now, how do we go into it? If we're going to say, okay, I'm going back to the gravitational orbit around that black hole, and I'm just going to stay there, then in a moment of not noticing, we're going to get pulled back in. So we got to balance it out. We got to choose a particular constitution or contract that we set with ourselves that is not going to allow us to get pulled in. That, that is the amount that we're using, the frequency that we're using. We, we play with frequency, we play with amount. It's not going to be that, that common that often. When you do the exercise with the inner child and the inner adult, there's going to be, there should be some kind of gap between the desires of the inner child, of Don, the inner child, and the desires of the inner adult. The inner mm -hmm. adult you know, wants to say, we don't need cannabis at all maybe only medicinally when we need it. And the inner child says, well, but it's also my toy. It's also like, I'm a human being. Let me, let, let me play. What do you want from me? It reminds me of like when I was growing up and I got my driver's license. And here in Israel, it's not like in the US, everybody can get it, it's super easy. Here in Israel, you got to pay a shitload of money and do like 20 something plus uh, lessons. And, you know, it's, it's a process. And I did my license and my dad tells me, you can't use the car unless you take it to the store to help with the family chores, but you can't take it out for fun. And I said, well, what's the point? You know, that's why I wanted a license. That's why I busted my ass to pay for it. Right. That's why I can help with the family chores. You know, <laughs> well, it's nice. You know, I'm a good kid, but you know, I'll gladly yeah. help. But I, I want So I went and bought my own car. That pissed him off. You don't want to get to the point where the child does something that's going to piss you off. 
you want to give the child something, at least at some point. You don't have to do it now if you're not sure of it. So what do we do? So we do the exercise with the child. We do the exercise with the adult. We look at the gap and be in touch with me during that time via email if you need any help. But you got to create some kind of a truce between the inner adult and the inner child, some kind of an agreement. We're in this together. Did you get everything you want? Yeah, I did. I wanted more, but I understand. Um, did you get everything you want, inner adult? Yes, I did. I'm happy with it, but we're going to have to monitor that. Mm -hmm. We're going to see. So now, what do you choose? I'll give you examples of what people choose, and that's going to give you the ability to make a decision for yourself. Some people decide to, so first of all, you can choose only to use it medicinally, which is perfectly fine. And give the inner child, you know, in, in another 12 weeks, we're going to evaluate whether you can use it for um, recreationally. But first, I want to see how we reintroduce this into our systems. I want to see, I want to check that gravitational pull. It's like a parent telling the kid, let me go into the pool, my, into the, um, um, I don't know, into the, the, the river myself before you come in with me. So I make sure that the current is not too strong. Mm -hmm. And you stay on the shore. And I'm going to, we're only going to be using cannabis for the next three months for medicinal purposes. But give that inner child a timeline. Because if you don't, it's like saying, no more video games until further notice. Right. Well, they're going to rebel because they mm -hmm. need to know how long yeah. is the punishment, right? Mm -hmm. So you give that time. That's one opportunity. Another opportunity, another possibility is to give a voucher. So, for example, somebody in my class has said for the next six months, I'm giving myself a, um, I think it was a 10 time voucher. So in six months, he can use cannabis for 10 times. And every time the inner child says, I want cannabis, the inner adult says, are you sure you have seven times left? Okay, click, you know, now you have six here, yeah. use it, okay? And what does it mean to use it? Can I use it for a whole day? Or is it just a few minutes? Is it one hit? Is it one joint? Some people need everything written down. Everything. Mm -hmm. Because if not, they found workarounds. Well, I'm on a break now. You know, I have my ticket, my voucher. I can use for a 24-hour period. Maybe that's the agreement, whatever. My inner child, when I use cannabis, my inner child says, you, when I get to use cannabis, you're out of my room. I can use it as much as I want, however I want, because I don't want you around. And if I want to blast myself up and, you know, it's called in Hebrew, kalahana, which means you use it, you just use it. Now, the inner child doesn't like to do that every time. And it turns out that every time I do it, the inner child starts realizing that it's not worth it. And it start, you know, it's like, oh, I'm starting not to like that when I use it too much, it's starting to feel icky. But I like, I like the ability to just at least have one day, you know, on my birthday mm -hmm. to be able to use as much as I want. 
for some people, this is not good because the second you do that, it just brings back old habits, you know, so on and so forth. There's million possibilities you can skin that cat. You can say only on weekends. You can say um, uh, so, some people, and it worked for some. I know people, it worked for them. They do three weeks with no weed and one week that they can smoke weed. No problem. I think that when, if, if I read from you your, um, your patterns, you know, you have a child, you have a, a, you know, a new way of operating with that child, you want to be present. I think, if I may project, that whatever agreement you do with yourself, you got to make sure that it's not overstepping these boundaries of this relationship that you've developed with your child, with your son, this, this clean relationship that you have with your day-to-day tasks. And just find that bonus time that mm-hmm. this is this is my time that i can use cannabis for recreational reasons out of joy and whenever you use that it cannot be close enough like if you've taken it medicinally yesterday then today is not a good day to take it recreationally you mm-hmm. are a mother a natural mother you have that ability to say what is really right. Mm -hmm. The purpose, the process this week is to massage that desire, that that discrepancy in desire between the inner child and the inner adult, find a good contract to do between them, write it down and sign it as the inner adult and the inner child. And this is what you go out to the world with. And I recommend doing it for the next three months. A year is too long because you don't know where you're going to be in six months. And you don't mm-hmm. know how, you, how it's going to feel. You got to try it out and start slow. Start slow. Reintroducing into your system. Seeing how it is for you. If it brings back old habits, old habits that you don't like, boom. You're cutting it immediately. Taking a breath. Taking a step backwards. And building it in and you know you can ask me any questions you want but it's it's that's the process that's the process and you use the word in the last meeting that you know you next week unfortunately i'm not available on sunday but we can either do it a day before a day after something like that we can figure it out or you can do it on your own do a little ritual to step out of this, do you remember our ritual that we've done, or you've done it yes. alone? We did, we did it together. We right? we spoke about it, yeah. And and um, I read my thank you letter <laughs> to yeah. you. I shared that, but then that evening I did the ritual on my own. But I think we had sp- spoke about uh, preparing for it. Excellent. So we're sort of preparing for it now. I want mm-hmm. you to do a ritual and take yourself out of that place. You've done it. Celebrate that success. Not necessarily with a fat, big joint, but maybe, maybe, maybe that's the day that you want to. You want to see uh, probably not a bag, a big fat joint, but it's up to you. This is the beauty. You're the queen. This is your kingdom. There is no one that can judge you. There is no one that can tell you what to do. You have regained command over your cannabis use. 
-hmm. You have regained command over the medicine cabinet. You are in control. You are a woman of your word. And you have a word that whenever you say it, when you're going to say it in that ritual with that contract for those three months, you know you're going you, to um, uphold it because mm -hmm. you don't have a choice because you've said the word and because this is how you run your kingdom. You've proven yourself that you have that kind of strength. And we have to uphold it. It's not automatic. You still have to, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have days where it's going to be a struggle. Life is a struggle. It's just the way it is. We have to live with it. But if we break the word, then we go back to step one. Because once we break it once, ah, the next time it gets so much easier to do it exponentially. Yeah. And then the process has to be re rebuilt. And we don't want that. Like you've worked so hard to strengthen, strengthen your word. And it's now powerful. It has, it has mm -hmm. strength in it. Okay. And so that's the process. You say the word, you know, ta 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 ta. Uh, your word, if I'm not mistaken, was wholeheartedly swear. Uh, wholeheartedly Swearing. swear? Yes. Yes. Wholeheartedly swear. Yes. Yes. So I wholeheartedly swear that in the next three months, ta 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 ta. Mm -hmm. Boom. But now it's slightly easier and slightly harder. Slightly harder because you're close to that gravitational pull and you have that option. We have the option, desire comes. We're yeah. allowing desire to pop back up. But if it pops back too much, we cut its head, cut it at the source. Mm -hmm. And the contract is that lever. The contract is that ability. And if the inner child knows then if there's going to be any abuse, then in, in three months, we're not going to be evaluating the recreational use. Like there's always that check. Now, the goal, I'm speaking a lot today, but we have a lot to cover. Mm -hmm. um, the goal is obviously not to be needing any contract. As long as we have a contract, we have a dependency issue. We're still afraid of something. The goal is to be orbiting around that black hole beautifully with no worry just knowing exactly that sweet spot of every time the the thought to be using cannabis anytime the desire comes up the inner adult is there to say is it time is it the place when's the last time we smoked how do we feel what do we have to accomplish is it good is it not good that's coming, but mm -hmm. that takes time. That takes finding that habit, redefine the habit. We're restructuring our habits with cannabis. We, we allow ourselves to become consciously high. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're, and we're consciously in a high place, consciously high, because we're at that place where no nothing is above us dependency the cannabis is not above us it's not deciding for us we are at that top chair we're the ones making a decision that's done with the contract with the agreement every time loosening up loosening up until we get to the point where we say and it can take a few years it can take three times to say 
I'm opening the faucet. Let's see what happens. You know, mm-hmm. which for, for me, after all these years, after all these years, and I run workshop after workshop, after all these years, I still am not letting myself be in that place because I love cannabis so much and my life is stressful. And if it's just there and I have no contract, I find myself, you know, I'm, I'm in control. Mm-hmm. I look at it and I never go back to the place where there's no awareness or where just like, screw it. But I can, I can feel myself, wow, I'm so sucked in to the gravitational pull that now I have to actually exert energy and effort to go back out. And I don't mm-hmm. want that. And so I always keep myself in check with some kind of a program. And I know that the time when I'm not going to have to do that is going to come. And I, I, I even have some thoughts on when it's going to come. Uh, whenever, you know, after my, you know, my, my this or that happening with my professional life. Because right now I, I use cannabis in consulting. So I consult couples and people come to my house to draw on the board and they smoke cannabis so I can tell them what's happening in their mind. And so cannabis is such an important piece of my career that if I don't have a structure around it, it all gets messed. Do you, do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so it's just a, a piece of the puzzle for me, but I think that's helping me to teach others. Mm-hmm. And one day there's going to come a time where I'm just going to feel it. Like it's just not going to be, there anymore as an issue and who knows maybe i'll stop teaching so that's my spiel for the day questions comments one concerns i I like the analogy you gave of the kingdom (laughs) that actually i never thought of it that way but it's it's true you know if you if you don't you know protect your 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 kingdom then then eventually it it will it will get overtaken. And, you know, if you, if you just ignore it, oh yeah, let, let them have that hill, <laughs> you know, because it's too, too much of a fight. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's helpful. And um, I mean, to be honest, I'm still a little reluctant to even start again because of how, you know, my pattern in the past where, you know, once I've I've always been that all or nothing kind of person, you know, which isn't always the best option, but um, that's, that's just how I've, I've been. And in the past, when I, I did a three months before, and then as soon as it was on vacation, it was there, it was tempting. And I'm like, oh, I'm on vacation, you know, but then it just crept back in or I got sucked into that black hole, you know, and, and it wasn't like a immediate, I still had to try, I try to keep some, some distance. And I tried to pull back, but then it came back and it came back. And then on the next thing I know, within a month, I was just back to where I was before. And so I don't want that to happen again, because I am proud of how far I've come in these last three months. And I do feel like my word has value and I don't want to lose that. So I think, and I'm hoping that, you know, when I, if I, when I create this new contract between the inner and, and, uh, and the the inner child and the, the inner adult, um, and apply my, my word again, that it will, it will be different this time, you know, that that's, yeah. but I, I admit there's, there is a part of me that's like, Oh shit, what if I, you know, what if I mess it up <laughs> again? Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
I, I was thinking, I think last time we spoke too, I was considering and um, just reintroducing with CBD first, you know, as, as a, as a medicine and not so much, um, you know, going straight back into smoking where it's you know, more, more psychoactive. Um, but this it's CBD, which I know you've mentioned is still somewhat psychoactive, but not to me, it's not to the extent of what I was used to or what I was expecting from um, the THC. So, well, it's, it's th- not addictive. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think that might be a good option to gradually reintroduce it into my system as a form of medicine. And I don't think that that is going to um, tempt my inner child too much mm. or if at all, you know, so I yeah. still kind of, you know, have this, this idea with my, inner, like my inner child's like, Oh, okay, we're still on a break, you know, but then I can have this other medicine that I'm using for the benefit of mm. it, but not um, spoiling that inner child, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I, and I think, my intention when I started was thinking that I get back into it and maybe use it more on special occasions rather than, than just a a daily thing. And I had my birthday a few weeks back and it was my first birthday. I realized, well, this is my first birthday and God knows how long that I have not smoked, you know, because it's a, you know, it's a celebration or just something to do. And, and I was okay with it. It wasn't a big deal. You know, it's like, I still, I enjoyed my birthday. Actually, it was a really nice birthday con- considering, you know, COVID and that situation can't do much. Um, but yeah, I was okay with it. I didn't need it. It wasn't like I sat and thought like, oh man, maybe I should smoke or, you know, it, it didn't tempt me as it could have in other situations. Um, I'm still not sure. I, I'm planning to to do this course. Actually, it starts on the 22nd, which is the day after my, my break ends. I signed up for this. It's a 30-day course for um, songwriting because that's my passion. I'm a songwriter. Oh, wow. I, I, I write music. I, you know, I, I'm, I play guitar or instruments. And so I found this course that really appeals to me. And I'm very interested in, in, in continuing pursuing that and, and finishing that. And um it's going to require a lot of discipline and time for me to do. Um, it's daily activities because it's 30 days, like kind of like a jam-packed boot camp songwriting course. And I think to myself, well, for one, you know, cannabis has helped inspire me with music, but at the same time, it kind of makes me a little too laid back about it, more casual about it. And I don't think it's going to help in this case to keep that discipline that I need to complete the course and, and, you know, finish all of the deliverables. I mean, you have to write three songs within 30 days. And, wow. and um, so it sounds like it's an intense course, but I'm very much looking forward to it. And I don't think at this point, introducing cannabis will be beneficial for my progress with that. Maybe the CBD won't be an issue. I think I'm going to try that. I just need to find the, the right brand or look more into to what would work for me. Um, and I think the times I've tried it in the past, I never really noticed much because I was so used to just smoking cannabis and the psychoactive effects. And that was more what I was going for because it helped take my mind off things and take my mind off pain and whatnot. Um, but I'd like to see if CBD can help me with my sleep because that's still been an issue for me. I still struggle with that. I've found some herbal tinctures and things like and, and um, melatonin and things that I've been trying that help. But nothing has ever compared to um, taking a few puffs before bed and then I'm out with it, you know, 
10, 15 minutes and not struggling to fall asleep in, in my mind, just going over and over the things. And, you know, so we'll, we'll see. I think that will be my first introduction will be the CBD yeah. for the, at least the month, the, the month, the month that I'm doing this program, this, this music uh, songwriting program. Um, and then I'll reassess where I'm at then and see, do I want to add in the, the smoking, you know, and, yeah. and, and see, um, maybe that will be, you know, a, a, a way to celebrate my accomplishment for completing this, this course that, and that well, this course for one, but this, this music course that I'm going to start as soon as I'm done with this break. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at, but I'm, I'm looking forward to doing the, the contract and the, the, the conversation with the inner child and the, the inner adult. Um, I've been doing a lot of journaling over these last few months um, with, with, you know, these kinds of topics and, and other parts of my inner child, you know, as well. And so it just all is in line with, with the work I've been doing overall um, on my own personal growth. So I, I think Wonderful. this is going to, you know, help, uh, help see me through this and, and um, come out with a, a positive results. I think that's very wise. Uh, first of all, if you're not going to try the CBD alone, then you're not going to have a benchmark. You have an opportunity to mm -hmm. give it a shot now. And it's, a, it's kind of a unique opportunity after not smoking for a very long time. And for somebody mm -hmm. like you, who um, was really dependent on cannabis for physical reasons, for uh, medicinal reasons, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful idea to try only CBD. It's, it's the time. And mm -hmm. um, so that's smart. Um, and it sounds to me like you're uh, super careful and that's good. It's good to be because that gravitational pull can be strong. Mm -hmm. At the same time, don't be afraid of it. You have a word and it's strong. And, um, you know, at some point we have to, we have to try the sword on the battlefield, not just in boot camp, not mm -hmm. just in, you know, in practice, uh, yeah. in the, you know, with, with the trainer. And when we don't smoke cannabis, um, then that gravitational pull is not there because we're, you know, we're, we're, we're clear. Um, now, do you want to stay away from cannabis for the rest of your life? Maybe. And that's fine. That's excellent uh, for some. And, um, but if you're thinking you're going to smoke again, THC, that is, if you're going to consume it again, then you want that first introduction in those four, first few months to be um, with that mindset that we were talking about with yeah. a particular contract, because that contract with the word is going to protect you from that gravitational pull and going to mm -hmm. allow you to gauge where you are. And we all have that place in us that... I'm not going to say self-sabotaging, but I'm going to say self-sabotaging. Mm -hmm. uh, that place that knows that something is good for, isn't good for us and does it anyway. That mm. place exists. And yeah. at some point when we, when, we, when we tickle it, it comes out of its hole. Right. And it's a piece of us. It's a piece of who we are. We all have that. Mm -hmm. And for some people, no, I don't have it. You know, yeah, yeah until they do, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's just there. And we got to learn how to deal with it. We just got to learn how to deal with it because at some point it'll come up. It right. could be 20 years, but it's there. It's there. So, um, 
you know, at some point we gotta, we gotta face it head on. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And, and I, I don't think I could go throughout life with never smoking it again, honestly, because it's something that I, I, I have an appreciation for cannabis. There, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's been there for me for, you know, for many times it's, it's been my friend, you know, it's not something that I'm just disowning, like, Oh, never going to see you again. No, there, there is a special place for it for me. I, I just want to be able to have that boundary and have that control, which is, you know, the whole purpose of doing this program. And I, I think when, you know, I, I was, I was listening to the the video for the program today for, for day 21 or 22, um, which is the what's next video. And, and you had mentioned the, the different kinds of contracts that people come up with. And one of them was about the universe, if the universe kind of presents it for you. So you're not yeah. really looking for it, but maybe, you know, it just kind of happens to fall into that place for you where it seems right. Like that time might be right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I might go with that approach at least to, to try out, you know, I'll still use with the, the, the CBD and see how that works for me. Um, knowing that I do have the freedom to make that choice if I want, knowing that I do have my word that is strong. Um, and if the, the situation presents itself and, and it seems to feel right to me and I'm not going to judge myself for it, you know, then, then yeah, maybe I'll give it a try. You know, I, I think that yeah. might be a, a good approach for me um, because if I, I, I do have to have some strict boundaries. I know that with myself. Yeah. Um, but I think knowing that is going to help me to decipher when it is or is not the right time for me. Um, so I'm still going to think it through. I want to go through the process, have those conversations, do the journaling exercises and um, see where I end up. But at least at this point in time, that's kind of feeling the, the, the approach that I'm going to take with this. Excellent. Excellent. And, uh, um, you know, the, the, I'm going to mention, not because I think they're going to hit you, but I'm going to ma- mention the pitfalls of the whole, uh, if the universe brings in my way attitude, mm-hmm. the pitfalls are that um, sometimes subconsciously we can start looking for those opportunities so we start True. going to hang out with people who smoke weed because we want this situation to present itself to us. And um, another piece of the puzzle is uh, what happens if this situation presented itself to us and um, we're like, but does it feel right or doesn't feel right? And, you know, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of on the fence. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, the situation did present itself. I mean, we didn't do it. It just happened but it doesn't always feel right because we have something going on tomorrow. Is it right? Mm-hmm. Is it not right? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of gray area there. True. And we need to, to have discernment and intuition. And so having a voucher, having number of times and a little bit, a little bit of rules around it. For example, if I smoked yesterday medicinally and today the situation presented itself, is it the right thing to do to smoke two days in a row? Because if you smoke two days in a row, day three, you will have that gravitational pull. You will have Mm -hmm. cravings because you've smoked two days in a row and the body gets used to it very fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just bear all that in mind. And I think that it sounds like for you, it's a really great idea. And um, 
I have, I have a lot of, um, like, I, I, I'm, I'm very, um, I, I'm not concerned. Let's put it this way. You have a very strong word. I mean, you've encountered practically every temptation known that, you know, I've seen when I run my workshops, you've, mm -hmm. you've suffered, you had pain, you had cravings, you had, you know, a psychological uh, kind of like meltdown thing going on mm -hmm. and you've pulled through yeah. and that is impressive, Don. So I want you to take that in because I see people break and use the substance every day in the middle of the program because they just couldn't handle it. And you mm -hmm. did. And so we, we don't know our own strength until we get the, the you know, kind of like a, a benchmark from the outside right. environment. And because we've done it just you and I, you don't get that from the other people. You don't see the differences. And you are one of the strong-minded individuals I've met. Now, it could have been also because you didn't want to disappoint me. That might be a factor, but I don't think so. Because I, I, I don't think so. I think it, it was your, your energy was driving this. You've made a decision. And yeah. in the beginning of this journey, you had an emotional piece that went into it in your thank you letter. And that, that just gave a flavor to the whole thing. And you mm -hmm. were determined. And mm -hmm. you've done it. You have one more week. And so yeah. I just don't see you going in the, in, the, in, the, in the future. I always tell people, I say, and they say, well, what happens if, and I'm, I'm really like scared going back. What if I get pulled back in? I said, well, listen, it might happen. It might happen. I tell them this path that you've chosen to take with this course, with this program is not the easy one. It mm -hmm. seems like that to those who say, no, I'm not going to smoke pot again. It seems like that, that we've taken the easy road because mm -hmm. oh we have these vouchers oh you're cheating you guys are cheating mm -hmm. but it's not it's the harder part because we chose to go to the enemy on that hill and reconquer that hill and we're mm -hmm. not giving up and we're saying i'm not addicted i will uh, uh, obliterate that dependency eradicate it because I have control over my kingdom. I am the master of my own domain. And that's not the easy part. It's not the easy part to be tempted. Mm -hmm. But that's the spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. To conquer desire. They tell, you, they tell us that in the Eastern methodologies. And that's what we're doing. And so, you know, I tell these people, sure, it might happen. It might happen that you go back in that spiral, but it will never, ever again happen that you go down that spiral without the observing eye of the inner adult that is now evaluating what just happened from a whole different perspective. Because you've, you've gained the tools, you've gained the knowledge. And if you break your word, sure, it's going to suck. You're going to have to redo the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But you're never going to go back to step one. You're going to go back to a different place. And so I, I, I recommend not doing it because let me tell you, it never leads to a good place. Mm -hmm. I've, I've done it. I admit I've done it. 
So how can I judge somebody who caved? Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, some people haven't. Some of my students have not broken their word and they're, they've done it. They've done what I couldn't. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like circles, circles, circles. At the end of the day, there's only one place that you, that, that people like us who are on this journey of regaining command over the use of cannabis, there's only one place we're going to get to, each and every one of us. And it's the place of our freedom, a place of the inner command of the substance, of the decision-making. I'm the ruler of my own world. I'm the master of my own domain. And I will not let anything else, any other substance, call the shots for me. And if I have to bleed a few times for that, then so be it. I, you know, I, I can tell you that there's always, for every person, there's a place where the substance have bitten them a little too much. Mm-hmm. That means we've abused it and we, you know, we say, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. The word, you know, I'm fine. And we've used it just a little too much. And we felt the sting of that place where that self-destruction, that, that self-sabotage, whether it's our child, the way they interact with us, or we've seen something in their behavior that mimics us, or mm-hmm. maybe it's, you know, for me, it was showing up to my professional environment. And I smoked that previous day and I had a lecture and I showed up and I wasn't on it and I sucked. Mm-hmm. And I was there on stage and I, I didn't know what to do. And I, my memory wasn't there and it was horrible. It was a horrible feeling. Yep, I know that and, feeling. <laughs> oh, and people are looking at you and you're like, mm-hmm. do they know? Do mm-hmm. they know? And it was like somebody came and slapped me. And I will never forget that feeling. Yeah. And that did something for me. It traumatized me. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize how much I'm willing to risk sometimes when that inner child is taking over. Mm-hmm. And I can't let that happen. I can't. Right. And the solution for me is not to say, oh, I'm never going to smoke cannabis again. No, that's just, you know, you know, it's just, it, it's not, a, it's just not a solution for me. Not to, mm-hmm. to even mention the fact that I make my living. People are paying me money to smoke cannabis with them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and the entire program is based on it. So if I can't do it for myself, no, again, again, okay, I'm going to rebuild the world again. Because it works. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a question about, because a lot of what I've been learning alongside with your program is um, you know, uh, looking into neuroplasticity. I know I brought it up in the, the beginning. And in the, the way I see it, you know, when we have a habit, we create those, those neurotransmitters in our, in our brain that, that are, um, that feed into that habit, for instance, well, this example, um, the, the habit of cannabis. So taking a break from it, um, for as long as I have, you know, so it's the way I understand it is those neurotransmitters begin to fade. They can begin to, to dissipate, um, 
to where it's no longer as active or, or you know, the analogy of, you know, you, you walk through a path a, a few times or several times and you now, you know, you have a pathway, but if you stop walking through that, it starts to grow over and there's no longer the path. And so the more time without the substance, does that create, um, uh, not stronger neural pathways, but does that kind of sever the, the, that path to where it's not, um, uh, you're not as susceptible to it, um, to, 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 to the, the, the triggers, or is it as soon as you smoke, is it just reactivating all of those pathways again? Yeah. I don't know if I'm, that makes sense. I'm trying, how I'm trying to, I can uh, visualize yeah. it in my mind, but I, I don't know how to verbalize yeah, I understand. it. So I think that the analogy that neuroscience is giving us of those, uh, you know, like electrical pathways that are lit mm-hmm. and um, over time, you know, they get, they get paved, you know, it's a good analogy and, you know, it's kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to remember that the brain, okay, the physical brain where the newer pathways are is literally just an illusion, it is a reflection of the cognitive abilities that we have, of the conscious perception of reality that we've developed. That is, the neural pathway is a result of us changing the way that we were thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not the cause. It is the, um, it's the effect. There's a okay. cause and effect. The cause is changing the way we think. If we change the way we think, different neural pathways will be triggered. Now, right. what is really being paved? What's being paved is language. Consciousness is language. Human consciousness is our ability to interpret the world, interpret our environment, interpret who we are in a different way. When we go into a new course, for example, a songwriting course, mm-hmm. and let's say we've never written a song before. The first thing that we learn is all this terminology. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a course and I don't know the terminology, but you know, you go to a woodworking class and you know, you learn what a chisel is and how to sharpen and you learn the terminology of the trade. Mm-hmm. And then you learn the feelings that are associated with this terminology. And what happens, new neural pathways are being paved. Now, if you stop doing woodworking, those neural pathways are not being used. But guess what? They're paved. So you don't remember them. You don't remember the entry. But if you start mm-hmm. using, doing woodworking, they're right there. They're, they're still opening. Mm-hmm. So it's like learning how to ride a bike. You never forget it. In theory, it should be the same with cannabis. But it's not. Why? Because with cannabis, we have a short-term memory loss that is causing us to lose a lot of the realizations and a lot of the language that we've developed. What happens when we smoke cannabis, THC, high THC, we get all these amazing realizations that when we're clear-minded, you know, we'll get them every once in a while at a particular, but you know, it's not like the euphoric sense of like, oh my God, I just got it, right? But Mm -hmm. Getting it viscerally doesn't mean that we can repeat it the next day. 
The next day we wake up and say, oh my God, it was amazing, but I can't quite articulate what just happened. Mm -hmm. That neural pathway is no longer paved. But mm -hmm. if we are in the time of the high, we articulate it. Let's say we record it. We articulate it. The next day we listen to the recording or maybe we write it down. We read the writing and we repeat it. Oh, I have this pattern where, where I, you know, I avoid calling my mother because I uh, blah, 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 whatever, right? I'm just making it up. Some mm -hmm. kind of realization that we had. And the next day we, when we repeat it, we don't get the same euphoric sense out of it, right? Because mm -hmm. that euphoric sense was fake. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's good, but most, mostly it's fake. But if we repeat the narrative, then that neural pathway is paved. The neural pathway is essentially a sexual union between the word, the thinking word, that is the mind, the, the, the one in, uh, uh, in red, and mm -hmm. the mindness, the actual feeling, the one in blue, the mindness, sexual union between them, the, the narrative and the actual sensation. When they meet, there is a neural pathway, there's electricity, something is born. And when we repeat that again and again, it stays. The vast majority of people who smoked cannabis, in fact, there is a, there is a, um, I'm going to open it up. There is a, uh, a um, let's see, it's right here. Psychedelic drug users tend to have better overall physical health than non-users study find. I love these things that end, end with study find, you know, it's like, oh yeah, you can find anything with a study. What does it mean? It means, well, 67%, blah, 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 whatever, right? But mm -hmm. it's true. In fact, it's very hard to find in a study, but maybe one day a study will find that uh, psychedelic drug users, which cannabis is a light psychedelic, basically, they're actually... They're usually more open-minded, more educated, uh, not necessarily educated in school educated, but more uh, streetwise, more open-minded. There's a widening of consciousness that is happening with um, the use of cannabis. Why? Because we develop empathy. We develop sympathy. We, we develop um, different, different uh, um, uh, states of consciousness that allow us to expand. And even if we don't do the narrative, something stays with us. So whatever we've smoked and paved is still there. And it's going to be like riding a bicycle. And it's always there. And, and now it became a part, of our, um, a part of our being. So we don't mm -hmm. even notice that it's there. But when we go back to smoke, what comes back, the neural pathways that reopen or that getting repaved are those that either were paved and forgotten or the, those neural pathways that are only there temporarily to lead us somewhere else. And obviously we can use cannabis to pave neural pathways in particular forms, in particular ways. For example, we can use cannabis to say, I'm going to use cannabis in order to learn how to write um, short poems, like uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Seuss type poems, 
I've done that at some point. But at some point, I've learned how to do it. And now, oh, yeah, of course, if I'll smoke cannabis, it'll help. But I don't need cannabis in order to do that. Because while I was smoking cannabis, I was developing these methods. And I was noticing what kind of methods I was using. And I wrote them down. And I took the time to go back the next day and read them. And then try it without cannabis. And it was much harder but then I did it again with cannabis and then again without and again without and again with and again without, 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 without. And suddenly I know how to write Dr. Seuss poems without cannabis. That newer pathway is there. It's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? Yes, it, it does. Um, that was a I'm very also... long answer. To <laughs> it get... was... Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> No, that does. I mean, that, that makes sense. But I, I think I'm, I'm thinking more of the thought patterns. Um, so before I stopped, before the break, I, it was just a continuous thought for me, you know, knowing that it's there, like the cannabis is there, that I can smoke it, that I'll get to smoke it as soon as this is done. It was just like a constant, like playing in my, my head. So, and I know the more we think about something, the more, um, you know, the more we're, we're, we're paving that, that, that thought and that, that, that craving. And, um, and so I noticed, you know, after I've made the decision to stop and then I stopped that the, the first week that thought was there, it kept still going and going and I was fighting it and fighting the urge and, you know, and reminding myself why I'm doing this. And to a point where it got to where the thought just kind of disappeared. And so I'm thinking like in my mind, is that what's happening? Is that, that, that thought that, that, that electrical pulse that keeps going off. So it's causing me to think about it. That's gone. Now I don't think about it the same way, but if I reintroduce it, is it going to light that up again? You know, is that, is that thought going to be come back to where it's like, I completely misunderstood your question. Yeah. uh, but yeah. what you were saying made sense to me, but I, I mean, but yeah, this is kind of yeah. where I was thinking is, is I, you know, like, so the more time of separation from it, the more I say, you know, the, the longer I, you know, refrain from smoking, am I cause, creating even more distance to where the next time that I did that it, it's not going to ignite it so quickly yes. or so, yes. you know, so strongly, I guess, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, I, I think that what I found is that it's different with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends how deep was the dependency and how much we liked it. There's a part of our dependency that we really like. We like mm-hmm. the escape. We like this. We like it. Sometimes it gets reignited and it's there. And it just, boom, comes back. It's like, <gasps> why well, want that? But that's why the contract is there. Why is it that we keep thinking about the substance? Because it's an option. If it's an option, we think about it. Do I want it? Do I not want it? Oh, no, I decide I'm not going to do it. But it's there. Do I want it? Oh, maybe now I want it. No, I'm not going to do it. Well, maybe I should. Oh, you know, it's there. We think about it when it's a possibility. The reason a week after you started the break, you kind of stopped thinking about it with the exception of when the medicinal uh, properties of it were needed mm-hmm. was because you you didn't remember it. You just, it wasn't an option. So you weren't thinking about it. It wasn't in your conscious perception of reality. The contract does the same. If the contract says, listen, you, let's say just for example, you can smoke, you have a voucher for four times 
when, you know, in the next, you know, three months when the universe delivers it your way or maybe once a month, once a month and you can't transfer, you know, you can do whatever you want, right? But you can play with it. Let's say you say once a month, you have a voucher for um, the universal mother delivers it your way. Then you're not going to be thinking about it when you're in your home because it's not a possibility for you to smoke when you're home according to your contract. Yeah. But when the universe delivers it to you, you're going to be thinking, ooh, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? Boom. You're going to, let's say you decide to do it. Then again, it's no longer an option. If the contract is too loose, you're going to start thinking about it. We only think about it when it's a possibility. Now, you've done such a long break that the habit is no longer there. We, we've weeded out the habit. That's why it's called weed out the habit. Yeah. And so the habit is what's causing us to think about it more and more and more because the habit creates a craving out of its own merit, even mm -hmm. if it's not a possibility. Mm -hmm. And so you have the habit and you have the possibility. When they both exist, you can't stop thinking about it. Right. So make sure that the habit stays dead. It's no longer a habit. It's just, you know, it's just an occasional thing that happens that's kind of cool. And make sure that the possibility is not there with a contract. You'll be safe. Okay. I think I get it. <laughs> you got to dive into it. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, the, the diving instructor is telling you what to do after you jump from the airplane. And you say, well, I think I get it. Is it this string that I have to pull? Right. Say, well, yeah. Like, yeah. You're only going to feel it, it when you, after you jump off the plane. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So okay. you, in, in, uh, in Kabbalah, in, you know, in, in, in the science of the psyche, we say you got the intelligence, the smarts, mm -hmm. but you still need the wisdom. You need the experience. Wisdom come out of experience. Right. You know, you need the understanding. Uh, or maybe you can call it wisdom and understanding. You have the wisdom um, that, you know, well, not really. I, I, I think wisdom is coming from the word wise. We only become wise after the experience. So we have the smarts, you have the information, but you still need to, to you know, to, um, to literally unify it. It's that sexual union with, the, you have the words, you have the knowledge, mm -hmm. but you need the experience. And the experience will solidify it into place because you're going to feel it. You're going to feel that, oh, yeah, I'm starting to think about it. Why? Well, because I've smoked two days in a row. Habit. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm starting to think about it. Why? Because it's a possibility. Because my contract says that I can smoke once, uh, one weekend a month. And it also says that I can smoke if I... Um, uh, if I if I feel that it's right, you know, if somebody does a very loosey goosey contract, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I kind of feel that it's right, and but you know, I already smoked one weekend, and so, but I really want to. It's a possibility mm -hmm. to think about it. The mind just chatters, right? Mm -hmm. Cut it off. It's not a possibility, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gonna I end. wish it was it'll, easier. 
but I know it's, 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 it's just a challenge. And I think it's, it's a, a way to continue to, to grow and strengthen just in general, you know, because it's not just, you know, cannabis, but there's always these situations that present themselves where, you know, we have to have that, you know, make that choice and be able to have that inner authority, you know, for, for various things that can, can show up along the way. And so I I like to, uh, you know, take what I've learned from you and also apply it into other areas as well, because there's a lot of value in that, I think. It's the same the same mm-hmm. with smoking cigarettes it's the same mm-hmm. with uh any type of addiction any type yeah. i have yeah. a lecture on tuesday in hebrew a lecture on addiction as a form of amnesia and it's the same you know mm-hmm. i used to be addicted to sugar i would sit down i know i don't look it but it would cause me itching not fattening right and i would sit down and i would eat like it sounds stupid, but the popsicles in Israel are so good, much, much better than the U.S. And I would eat like six, seven popsicles, one after the other at like mm-hmm. 11 p.m. And then ice cream, right? And then I wouldn't sleep well. You know, my, mm-hmm. my leg will be jittering. And, you know, mm-hmm. I would be like, you know, like, because there's so much sugar in my system. And I would wake up tired. And it's, it's so simple. It's so simple. It's like errors. Just don't do it. But... 10 p.m. would come, 11 p.m. would come, and I would, I want my popsicles because I'm used to it, the habit. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And I have to get used to it. And I have to, you know, weed out the habit, weed out the habit. And I always say, cannabis is not the point here. Right. It's the, you know, I'm not going to go consult people how to sm- stop smoking cigarettes because I don't smoke cigarettes. So who am I to say? I don't know the, the details. But in things I've experienced, I can speak to, this, to, to the specifics. And that's cannabis, sugar, food, you know, sleep. I've been addicted to sleep. The more you sleep, the more you're tired. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. It's the same mm-hmm. with sugar. The more you eat it, the more you want it. And yeah. It's the same with cannabis. The more you smoke it, the more you want it. So, that's true. The more you need it. I, I can say, though, I did used to smoke cigarettes and... Um, it was a lot easier for me to quit smoking cigarettes than cannabis actually, you know, but I, I don't think everyone can say that for themselves. Cause I know nicotine's no. very addictive, but um, yeah, I, it, I did smoke for over 15 years and I was wow. able to quit um, with, without any, it was a cold Turkey too, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it was a different relationship I had with it than I did with cannabis. Yeah. You know, so I think that was part of it. Cannabis was more comforting to me and had more benefits than cigarettes. So that's why it was easy to give up me yeah yeah all right well um don i do you have any other questions or should we close no i think i'm good that's a lot to to take in and you know i want to think think it all through and and continue with the, the remaining um days of the program and and do the journal prompts and um probably you know re-listen to this podcast again just to yeah. you know because there's a lot of information you provided and um um, I think I'm good. So, uh, like I said, I'll going to try with the, the CBD. Actually, one question with the CBD, because I've heard CBD isn't 
effective unless you have the combination with a little bit of THC and other, there's other products out there that have no THC. So I, I've kind of, there's like two different camps when it comes to CBD, you know, there's the ones that say, you don't need the THC and others are like, you're wasting your time if there's no THC because they kind of complement each other and, and they don't work the same. It doesn't work the same without the THC. So I was curious if you had any comments on that. It's one of those things that you have to try for yourself uh, and see. In some okay. products, the relationship between THC and CBD is fairly high. It could be three to one THC to CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so there's three times as much THC to CBD, but there's the opposite. There's three times CBD to THC. There's a lot of product. There's almost always a little bit of THC, almost mm-hmm. always like, uh, you know, minute amounts. Um, it's one of those things that you have to try for yourself. And for you, I would recommend, well, you know, I don't like to recommend. I would say if I were you, what I would do is I would use clean CBD, which means it's going to have very minor amounts, traces of THC. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the point here is not to uh, speed up the thinking mind. The point here is to... Um, uh, alleviate pain, or, I mean, depends what you want. Now, if you want to reintroduce the psychoactive effect, then you can go to a mixed CBD THC product. I don't like them. I've never liked them. Uh, it never did it for me. Um, THC encourages the reuptake of the neurons in the, in the cannabinoid receptors, which means essentially the, the reuptake means that the, uh, the neuron goes back into that same synopsis. So you're basically mentally masturbating on the same thought, which it can, mm. it means you're going deeper, 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 deeper. And so right. with THC, because it encourages that reuptake, your thought becomes so deep, so focused, but so narrow-minded. It's like taking a flashlight and lighting it on one specific spot. And you're looking Mm -hmm. only on that and everything else gets blacked out. And that's why we have that memory loss. With CBD um, inhibits the reuptake of the neurons in the neuropathy, in, in in the receptors. And so they work the opposite. And so some people say, well, you want the THC so you can get those you know, kind of glimpse, you know, that dive ins, but then it jumps to a different synopsis because that CBD prevented it from, you know, going back to the same one. And mm-hmm. so you move around, but, you know, you sort of get like this combination of breadth and depth of thought. Never worked for me. Never. It's just that I think there was one joint I can remember there was a four to one ratio, four THC, one CBD, that I, I felt like it was a nice high. It didn't have that spike and I had less, um, less side effects later, but mm-hmm. I never went back to buy it. So that tells you something. Yeah. When I smoke, I want to feel the effect. I want to take my mind for a ride and I got the horses, I got the track, I want to run. Right. But that's me. You know, everybody's yeah. different. So uh, I think it's a matter of preference and uh, you know, we can, I mean. 
I think I'll experiment. I'll try just the CBD first, yeah. give it a month with that. Maybe I'll try with a little bit of THC. I, I'm just curious. Yeah. I think I want to use it as an experiment. I'm curious to see. Um, yeah. And yeah, since my system is clean now, it's a good time to try up. it. Yeah. yeah. Go, go only CBD, especially because you want it for uh, medicinal purposes, then introduce the mix, see how it feels. If it's enough for you, stay with it. Because the super addictive is always going to be the clean, the, the cleaner the THC, the more you're closer to the gravitational pull of the, that black hole. Mm-hmm. So see where you're at. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm counting on you. I, I have no doubt you will succeed. You're yep, a strong individual. So yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so I want to meet again to see how okay. it's going. Okay. Uh, and what kind of contract you've done with yourself. And okay. uh, let's stay in touch via email and see when's the next time we're going to broadcast. All right. Sounds good. Thank you again for, for all of your assistance and support and knowledge and wisdom and everything. It's, it's been very helpful for me. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I want to thank you for your honesty, for your, um, open-minded, you know, open mind for your um, willingness to go through with it and for your tenacity in this process. I've learned a lot from you. I I really appreciate the opportunity to help you with this. And thank you for taking Weed Out the Habit, for taking Consciously High. It's, uh, I I mean, it's it's really, it it brings me up. It's, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, how do you call the wind in my back? Like that pushes you forward. The wind in your sails? Or? Yeah, the wind in my sails. When I yeah. see somebody using the program and it helps them, it's not for everybody, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it definitely made a, a shift in your life. And I, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to, um, to do that. Yeah. yeah. Great. All right. So I'll talk okay. to you again. Yeah. And, uh, and I want to thank our listeners Thank you so much for listening to uh, this journey, Don's journey, and to this podcast. I've definitely taken a break from speaking about cannabis and any other uh, perspective, almost, except for one episode about autism, uh, with the exception of, uh, you know, other than the topic of dependency. It's a topic that's been taking a lot of my time. I've never thought I'll be dealing with it on a regular basis, but there's not a, now there's not a day passing by when I'm not uh, teaching or discussing it. Um, and I guess it's been always a part of my path. And uh, um, it was a humbling, a humbling realization. Um, but if I haven't suffered so much from that dependency, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the case. And uh, it's just a piece of the puzzle for me. So I want to thank you all for listening. And um, if, you, if you want to access Consciously High, it's available on weedoutthehabit.com. And um, thank you again. Goodbye.